Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 643, we're looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 25 through 26. Let's read our passage. Since I am persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul has known the people of the Philippian church for a long time, and has been there a few times, and they have been very supportive of him. They have just sent Epaphroditus to Rome, where Paul is imprisoned. He brought a monetary gift to support Paul since Paul has to pay for his own living expenses and his ministry expenses. Paul sending Epaphroditus back to Philippi with this letter to encourage them. He's talked about his hope that as he faces the adjudication on his appeal to Caesar, that Christ will be honored, that whatever happens, he won't be ashamed, that is, he won't fail in his faithfulness to Christ, but he'll stand strong and that Christ will be honored, whether he lives or whether he dies. They had this musing about, well, which would be better? And he says, well, from a personal perspective, dying would probably be better. I go to be with the Lord immediately. But from a ministry perspective, from your perspective, it's better for me to stay alive, because then I can continue the ministry that Christ has assigned me, a ministry to you, the Philippians. So then he picks it up here in verse 25. Now, verses 25 and 26 is a single sentence. It's a transitional sentence where back in verse 12, he started talking about his affairs, that is Paul's affairs, what's going on with him, his ministry, what he's been experiencing, what he's facing now. He began with the, in verse 12, he said, I want you to know that what has happened to me has actually resulted in the advance of the gospel. And I went through verse 24. Now this sentence, verses 25 and 26, is a transition that's shifted it over to talking about their affairs. So verse 27 through chapter 2, verse 18 is really talking about what's going on with the Philippians and their issues. So this is a translation shifted from him to them. He says, since I'm persuaded of this, Well, of what? That the better course of action is for him to remain alive. That regardless of what he would prefer personally, it would be more productive and better for God's plan for him to remain alive. So he fully expects that he's going to be released to be able to come to them. So I'm persuaded of this. Persuaded could also be translated as convinced. So I'm pretty convinced I know this is what's going to happen. God is going to arrange for me to be released because that's the better course of action from his perspective. He says, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. Well, some comments about this phrase. He says, I know that I will remain and continue. Here's another play on words. Remain is the word minnow. And continue is the word paramino, which just means remain beside. 
So he says, I know that I will minnow and paraminnow with all of you. And, and so th there's a lot of wordplay and, and rhythmic uh, alliteration, assonance, uh, those kinds of things that go on with this. That's just the way Paul writes because, remember, the letter's going to be read aloud to everyone. So how it sounds is important. Now, that's all. He says, I know I'll remain and continue with all of you. Now, why is that there? Because you is plural. In English, we just have you. You for you alone and you for you guys. But in uh, many languages, there's a singular you and a plural you. And it's that way in Greek. So this, this you is plural. So why does he say all of you? A lot of people think he's purposely adding that because in this next section, he's going to start dealing with some of the problem of the friction in the church. There's some friction, and he's going to deal with it. And so he says, you know, I'm expecting, I'm going to come and deal with all of you. He's not saying in a bad way, but because he wants it to be inclusive of everyone. So he purposely adds this all, which is unnecessary grammatically. So I'm going to come continue with all of you. I'm not taking sides. I want to bring you together for your progress and joy in the faith. Now, just grammatically, the way this is put together, your modifies both progress and joy, and faith connects to both progress and joy. So you, you could say your progress in the faith and your joy in the faith. So it's not just your progress and your joy in the faith. It's your progress in the faith and your joy in the faith. Now, this is the fourth time joy has been mentioned. We're still in chapter one, and this is the fourth time we see joy pop up. Now, the first three have been Paul talking about his joy. Now, he's shifting gears, starting to talk about them, and so he's bringing the issue of their joy into it. And specifically, he's talking about their progress of the faith, that is, their growing in the faith. And that does lead to joy in the faith. How do you have joy in your faith? That's something people often struggle with. I should have more joy in my faith, and we should. How do I do that? Well, there's not a recipe for it, but we have more joy in our faith as we experience a deeper relationship with God, as we have a deeper love for God, as we have deeper knowledge of God, as we see God at work in our lives. And it all goes together with a growing faith. A growing faith leads to more joy in faith. Now, the word gets translated progress here. Your progress in the faith. I mentioned that the previous section was verse 12 through 24, where it's talking about Paul's affairs. They began with, I want you to know what's happened to me has resulted in the advance of the gospel. What's the same word that gets translated progress here? So he began talking about the progress of the gospel. Now he's talking about the progress of their faith. The gospel's moving forward, and your faith is moving forward. And it's going to move forward because I'm probably going to get released from prison here soon and be able to come to you and encourage you. Then in verse 26, he says, So that, because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. So he fully expects to be able to come to them sometime soon. And that is a result of that, 
their boasted in Christ, is going to abound. Abound, it can be translated as overflow. And there's going to be a lot of boasting in Christ. Now, boasting, often that's a, uh, a negative sense. And we're told several times in the Bible, we shouldn't be boasting. Well, that's the idea of boasting about ourselves. A good example of this is in Jeremiah 9, verses 23 and 24. This is what the Lord says. The wise person should not boast in his wisdom. The strong should not boast in his strength. The wealthy should not boast in his wealth. But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. So, what's the Lord say? He says, oh, be boasted in yourself. Boast in me. Well, what's that mean to boast in the Lord? I think a good way to think about it is brag about the Lord. You know, if somebody does a really good job, you brag on them, just talk about what a good job they did. Well, it's not that God did a good job, but he does. We brag on Christ. We're just talking about how great Christ is. That's boasting in the Lord, bragging about him, talking about how wonderful he is. So this is this transitional statement that goes between what's going on with Paul's life and then shifting it to what's going on in the Philippian church. And he's now going to really address how do you progress in the faith? Because that's a question there. He said, you're going to be progressing in your faith. Well, how do you do that? And that's what he's going to do deal with next. He's going to talk about things like unity, humility, and following Christ's example. And those are great ways for us to progress in our faith. And when we do, we also see a growth in our joy in the faith. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time So we continue working through Philippians.